0: Hi, this is Kelly Darty. Thanks for joining me for this week's quick reminder, which comes to us from Romans chapter 8, verses 5 to 6. But I'm going to read all the way to verse 8. So, starting in verse 5, we read this For those who are according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh, but those who are according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. For the mind set on the flesh is death, but the mind set The spirit is life and peace. Because the mind set on the flesh is hostile toward God, for it does not subject itself to the law of God, for it is not even able to do so. And those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Tozer once said this What we think about, when we are free to think about what we will, that is what we are. Or, will soon become. We see in verse 5 that our thoughts reveal our foundation. Again, in verse 5, "...for those who are according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who are according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit." The word according has been translated in another part of Scripture simply as together. So, for those who are together with the flesh, set their minds on things of the flesh. And those who are together with the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. So, this being the case then, what does it mean to be together or according to the flesh? What does this profit? Well, in chapter 7 of Romans, verse 18, Paul says it like this, For I know that nothing good dwells in me, that is, in my flesh. For the willing is present, but the doing of the good is not. See, it doesn't matter how much our, our desire is to be right. If we're living according to the flesh, if we're living with the flesh, together with the flesh, depending on the flesh, depending on ourself, our own understanding depending on our own knowledge, depending on our own uh, abilities to live right, (laughs) it's a useless activity. Though the wishing is present, the doing of the good is not. So the flesh is useless. But what about the spirit? What does it mean to live together with the spirit? Well, It literally means to live together with Jesus. He says in John 14, verse 6, I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper that he may be with you forever. That is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him or know him, but you know him because he abides with you and will be in you. And then verse 18, I will not leave you as orphans. I... Will come to you. You see, the presence of the Spirit is literally Christ Himself. I will come to you. So to live with the flesh is to live with your best, and it's useless. But to live with the Spirit is to live together with Christ. Are you living according or together? With the flesh are according together with Christ. You see, who we agree with determines who we will be with. So, being that our thoughts reveal our foundation, we now also find that our thoughts reveal our destination. In verse 6, for the mind set on the flesh is death, but the mind set on the spirit is life and peace. The result of being according to or together with the flesh is death. Death is simply separation from God's life. We know that God created us for his image, to live out his image in Genesis 1, 26, 27. We know in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, which we'll look at in a second, that that is accomplished by him literally living his life out in us. It was never for the dirt. It was never for the flesh to live out the image of God. It was always for the image of God to live out the image of God in the flesh, in the dirt. So death is the separation from God's life. In Genesis 2, verse 17, we read this, but from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat from it, you will surely die. And so within the context, we see that this death is a separation from the image of God. It's a separation from what we were created for. The result of being according or together with Christ is the opposite. It's to know his life. And this is what he has always intended. In Genesis 2 verse 7, it says, Then the Lord God formed man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. Words mean something in the Bible. He breathed into this dirt The breath of life, therefore, man became a living being. Man is living because life is in him. It is God's life. And therefore, it is God's image. Makes sense. It's God's image because it's God's life. It's not you or me. It's not our flesh being like God. It's God being God. This is what we were created for. And this is what we are restored to in our salvation. Because in John chapter 1, verse 4, when Christ is introduced by John, he says this, In him, in Christ, was life. It's almost like one person wrote the Bible, and he had only one thing to talk about, from Genesis to Revelation, and that is Jesus Christ. God's very image. God's life. God himself. Again, verse 4 in chapter 1 of John. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The result of being according to or together with Christ is to be get, is to be together with him in living peace. This is straight from the from our passage the The mind set on the spirit of life. I'm sorry, the mindset on the Spirit is life and peace. So again, the result of being according or together with Christ is to be together with Him in living peace. The word peace means or it brings, it implies a prosperity. And the prosperity that is being talked about here is a a oneness, a quietness, a rest. Strong's explains it this way. It's a being set at one again. What does that mean? Well, again, in the Gospel of John, chapter 14 and verse 27, we read this. Peace, Jesus says, peace I leave with you. Catch this now. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives. So it's not according to our flesh. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled, nor let it be fearful. Did you hear that? My peace. This is literally Christ. This is literally God himself. This is his life, his presence, his peace. In Romans 12 and verse 2, we read this. Do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Where is your mind set? So that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Are you together with the world, together with the flesh? Are together with the Spirit, together with Christ? Now, some of you have heard me tell this before, so please forgive me if this is the hundredth time you've heard it, but I think it's really important and relevant for us to think about because of the, the, the state of the church and the lack of influence that it has in society today. I was sitting in a church leadership class in Bible college in the late 1980s, with future pastors, Bible teachers, missionaries. The academic dean was teaching that class. He walked in one morning, looked at us, and made this statement verbatim. In order to reach the world, we must become more like the world. The Holy Spirit checked my heart at that moment. And I looked up and it just did not ring true. It did not set right with me. I turned around and I looked at my classmates and watched as these future pastors, these future missionaries, these future teachers wrote it down. And it's been my observation since that day that the church has taken on this attitude. We don't want to be offensive to the world. We want to be attractive to the world. But folks, the gospel is offensive because the gospel is truth. The truth is offensive because the truth does not compromise. In order to reach the world, we have to become more like the world? You mean we have to agree with and be with the flesh in order to reach the flesh? No. If the world is going to be affected by our presence, It will not be because we are living in accordance to or together with the world, with our flesh, but in accordance to and together with Christ. My name is Kelly Darty, and this has been a quick reminder of the His Hill podcast. Our regular episodes are posted every Thursday morning. Please join us this week as we sit down and we have a discussion with one of our present students. If you need to get in touch with me, please feel free to do so. My email is kelly, K-E-L-L-Y, at hishill.org. Again, thanks for listening, and remember, keep your eyes fixed on Jesus.